0: First split sermon today will be given by Mr. David Hope, entitled "The Righteous Not Forsaken." Thank you, Ellen. good afternoon, everybody. Boy, we've got a full house today. Ah, great, good. I hope uh, people got a lot out of the Sabbath School this morning. For folks like me, my age is almost nap time. I'm glad I'm up here instead of out there right now. I'd be putting myself to sleep. King David wrote a number of years ago in Psalms 37, chapter and verse 25. I've read this many times. Anyway, verse 25: I have been young and now I'm old. Some of us can identify with that. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor the, his seed begging bread. I've heard this speak, uh, read a number of times when I was young, and and as I had a chance in my early twenties, all the way up to you know not too far from a hundred, twenty more years, I guess. Uh, we and a lot of the other, some other people out here older than I am, have had a chance to see and test the scriptures to see if they're true you know even even in uh, I'll get into that later but anyway I, when I first read this I was a young man and I totally agreed with it Or oh, I do now I totally agree with it uh, I'm you probably have heard me speak critically a lot of times of these commentaries They're good, they're smarter than I am, but sometimes they get off on the wrong doctrine and I I criticize them, but sometimes they have some pretty good things. And here's one I wrote down with uh, Adam Clark's commentary, electronic database. And uh, he says this, and I'm going to read the verse again. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And here's his quote. I believe this to be literally true in all cases, says uh, Mr. Clark. I am now gray-headed myself. I have traveled in different countries and have had many opportunities of seeing and conversing with religious people in all situations in life. I haven't had that opportunity, but some people have. And I have not, to my knowledge, seen one instance to the contrary. I have seen no righteous man forsaken. And he probably, he probably has seen trials and problems. We all do, but he had not been forsaken. Nor any children of the righteous begging their bread. God puts this honor upon all that fear him. And thus careful is he of them and their posterity. So if God's concerned about our family, our children also. We'll read in Matthew, the sixth chapter, and those of us that have been in this part of the building during our, Sabbath, or our uh, Bible studies, you know that we've been covering Matthew, and uh, I'm going to uh, read one of the passages that we had. In Matthew 6, Jesus encourages us to not worry about physical things, and we all have a tendency or have had tendency to worry and anyway, that God will take care of all our needs. He says that. Jesus says that. Matthew six, thirty-one through thirty-four. Therefore, take no thought, saying, "What shall we eat?" You know, if you've lost your job because of the the church or something, or because of the Sabbath, or what shall we drink, or where will all shall we be clothed? Thirty-two. For after all these things, do the Gentiles seek? For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek you first, and here's the criterion seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He didn't say that you wouldn't have problems because in other places it says it is. But Jesus said, I will never leave nor forsake you. Verse 34 Take no thought for tomorrow. For well, the morrow shall take care of the thoughts for itself, things for itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. So we have enough to worry about right here today, much less tomorrow. God is aware of all of our dealings with the poor, and that's partially where I'm going to go right now. Proverbs 19:17. Proverbs 19:17 says, He that has pity upon the poor lends to the Lord, and that which he has given will he repay again. If you're going to give a loan to somebody, who would you rather give it to other than God, other than Jesus? He will pay it back. We've, we've had, we've, all of us probably have, have uh, loaned people things, money. Items, maybe the item come back tore up and they didn't pay for it. One of my neighbors burned up my weed eater here a while back. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, God will make sure that you get recompensed. Luke 6 chapter, verse 32 through 34. For if you love them which love you what thank have you for sinners also love those that love them? It's easy to love our relatives or friends, but it's not too easy to love others. But we're supposed to. And if you do good to them, which do good to you, what thank have you for sinners also do the same? Verse 34. If you lend to them whom you hope to receive, what thank have you? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much back again. And most of them want a, a, a little bit more, you know, some usury, so to speak. Some of them high price. And we'll skip down to verse 38, Luke six thirty-eight. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, not just a half a deal, not, you know, in some grocery store or some places, farmer's market, sometimes they'll, they'll pile it up here and they don't want you to shake it down. They want it to look like you're getting full. But anyway, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You talk about getting your money to work. Shall men give into your bosom. Jesus is saying even men, are counterparts in the world, will give back to us in many ways. For with what, with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. So a lot of it depends on us. A few weeks ago, I'm digressing a little bit, getting into situation, talking about me. It's all about me. Anyway, a few weeks ago, my wife and I took a trip to New Mexico to where her younger brother lives up in the Four Corners area. We both went to school there, and, and were sweethearts in high school. And, and anyway, she has a brother that still lives there, and a little sister lives in California. There's only three of the. <coughs> excuse me. There's only three of the siblings still alive. So the other two and my wife wanted to get together before one or one or all of us die, or them die. So anyway, we went out there and had a good time. But uh, we were gone almost a week. But on the way back, we, uh, well, this, I'll, I'm digressing a little bit, I got a little bit of time. We went to church in Albuquerque on the way back, and they, everybody said hello to the Tulsa Church. Several of them were here at the FACE last year. And anyway, but uh, it was a good visit. But on the way back, we stopped in Amarillo, Texas. We had to fuel up, you know, we, had, we only get about 300 miles or so to a tank of gas. And we stopped in Amarillo, Texas. My wife went inside to get some coffee because after you drive two or three hundred miles, you know your rear end hurts and you know you're about to go to sleep. She got coffee, Well, while she was in there, I had the gas pump running, and I was washing the windows with this big old stick with a spun, uh, uh, squeegee on it, and uh, a car pulled up in front of me, had his window down, and he kind of beaconed for me to come over, and he needed some money, and I'm. generally I'll tell people or a lot of times I'm not all the time but a lot of times I'll tell people well I don't carry cash hardly ever carry cash and I don't I usually use a credit card but uh, I did have some extra money you know so I could give a tip to the waitresses I like to give the waitresses cash money instead of on the credit card because they get it right now instead of waiting two weeks but anyway uh, the gentleman had a uh, I guess his son in the front seat and his wife in the back seat looking, and he showed me his credit card, and I didn't understand real good. He he, he speaks a little bit of broken English. He's a Hispanic guy, a, a real nice looking guy, but anyway, and these, these hearing aids, I don't always hear too good. Sometimes I have it tuned to English, and sometimes I don't know what it's tuned to, but anyway, I found myself giving this guy some money that way out of my character, especially, not out of my character to give it, but out of my character to to give him that much, and I'm not going to tell you how much. I, I had a chance to tell this a couple of weeks ago in our Bible study, but I didn't want to blow my horn, because Jesus said, if you you know, if you, you blow your horn, you've already got your reward. And I didn't want to, but the thing is, I didn't realize I'd already had my reward by, by the time that Bible study come by, and But I gave the person a great deal more money than what I would ever think. If my wife had done that, I'd say, what are you thinking about? The reason I did, I asked him, I said, where are you going? He said, New York. So New York and Amarillo, Texas is a long ways. And anyway, but I felt good about it. I told Fran about it. I said, you know, I really felt good. And I never felt bad. The only thing I felt bad about is the fact that I went down the road a little ways, I thought, you know, I could have told a guy, just wait till I get filled up and pull over to another deal, and I'll fill your tank up, too, to go with that. You know, that's what I really th- thought I should have done. And that's out of my character. I'm not that normally a generous person. I mean, I like to give to the poor, because I believe the Scriptures, but, you know, I, I don't know whether it was just old age or what, but I, you know, and maybe God inspired for that young man, you know, his family. But I really wish that I went ahead and filled up his tank. And I'm just saying this, and I don't want to blow my horn because I don't know if I'll do that again the next time or not. But anyway, um, so to get into that, and then, uh, right after I got home, I had, or before I left, I bought a, New lawnmower. The other one went bad, and I tried to work on the carburetor, and I made it worse. And I couldn't buy a carburetor because they didn't. They said they didn't have them. So I went and bought a brand new lawnmower. Took me about 30 minutes to get the thing started, and then finally it ran like a top. But the next time I went out to do it after I got back from New Mexico, the darn thing wouldn't start. I could pump it. You know, it's got a little primer thing on it. You pull it, and it starts. And then, for about a second, pump it again. Anyway, so I was angry. I I worked with that thing about two hours. And I thought, you know, why am I cursed like this? I bought a brand new lawnmower. It ought to work. And so I took it back to the big box store. Told them this is a piece of junk. And they gave me my money back. So I went back and and, uh, put up a, a... Portable workbench outside my garage because it's so crowded in there. I can't even get in there and put up a couple sawhorses and an old ta- an old uh, door that I took off the inside of the house a few years ago and put my lawnmower up. Fixed that thing and man, I tell you, the first pull, for about the first three or four mowings, first pull that started and run like a top. You know, I I don't know and I can't say for sure. I. I look at coincidences sometimes uh, people don't look at coincidences but I thought well maybe you know maybe God just blessing me I don't know you know maybe you know I got my money back you know almost four hundred dollars worth on the lawnmower I, I this one's running new then I top that off just a few days after that I think the next weekend Sunday uh, somebody gave me some money that I loaned them several years ago, and I forgot about it. I would never done them for it. I just thought, well, you know, if they if they if they if they get a chance to do it, and I just wrote it off. I just, and I'd forgotten it. I said, no, well, you don't know me that. Yeah. So anyway, you know, it just kept coming back. It just kind of like the uh, in comparison to what I gave, it was uh, the the basket was overflowing, overflowing, shaking down, running over compared to what I did. You know. And I'm not saying this to blow my horn. I'm telling you, this is what God does a lot of times for people. A lot of times, God will do things like that. And it's not always just in financial things. Sometimes it's in many other th- things in life that God will bless, bless us with. So anyway, I blew my horn. But like I said, I, 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 I really felt good about the thing. I was telling Sean a while ago. I said, "We'll try to keep this short, give you some time, but I do digress." But I got to stop watch up here. First Corinthians, or no, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians, nine six through eleven, or no, six through eight. I'm sorry. Paul is encouraging the church there in Corinth to to give donation to the poor saints, and I'm, I know you guys, most of us, have read that many a time, and. Uh, we read this particular scripture a lot of times during the holy days, you know, just before we uh, take up an offering. And a person will be up here, and you know, they're getting ready to announce the holy day offering. That's the only time, as most of you know, we take up an offering, uh, the seven and holy days. And a lot of times we'll read this scripture. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. But this I say, Paul speaking, he which sows sparingly, shall reap also sparingly. And he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Verse 7, a man, every man, according as he has purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, not of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. An excited giver. God loves it, you know, we're, we're a cheerful giver. And I know years ago when I bought my first uh, truck-mounted carpet cleaning machine, boy, every check I got, I kissed it before I put it in the mail. I was a cheerful giver because my production was cut in half. My money per hour was double. So God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound. Do You believe God's able to do that? God is able to make all grace abound, that you always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound into every good work. When I was a kid, my grandfather, my grandpa Hope, was a farmer. And he had a lot of old farm implements I wished I had today. But most of them were pulled by mules. My dad used them a lot too. But uh, anyways, uh, let me see where, but one of the pieces of equipment, some of the pieces of equipment, uh, you 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 have a hopper in here, and you pour your grain, corn or whatever grain you're planting in here, and you'll have two or three of them, and they're adjustable. You can adjust the rows, and you can adjust the seed count going down. And uh, Grandpa, when he was in most, in I think. The proper way to grow corn is the row should be two and a half to three feet wide, and the spacing of the corn itself should be eight to ten inches. Well, what if you adjusted the thing, the adjustment to where the the rows were wider, and you only had so many acres, but you you adjust it wider, and you adjust the count to where it dropped one, one kernel of coin corn every. 10 feet. That's sparingly, isn't it? What do you expect to get out of that when when you harvest? You go out here, and down the street from me, one of my neighbors has field corn, I guess, about three or four feet taller than the privacy fence. And you can't expect to have a whole roll of corn with one grain every 10 feet and every five feet wide, you know, so you're so sparingly, But if you do it like you should, you sow bountifully, and you're going to reap bountifully. And just one other point, it, it doesn't always mean necessarily we have to give money. You know, your time is money, too. Your time and energy means something. A lot of times people will miss some work or something or other, to do something for someone, they're losing money by doing that. Well, God knows that. God knows your heart. God knows what you're doing. And so, anyway, uh, God is able to make all grace abound, so let's, let's be frivolous.